Welcome to 104 Days, a Phineas and Ferb companion podcast. Hi, I'm Callie. And I'm her dad. And this is episode 71, that sinking feeling. So this is the one where the boys, Ferb and Phineas, try to make, create a romantic dinner for Balji and his friend, and Doofenshmirtz tries to move a lighthouse. The, that sinking feeling... Well, the sinking feeling is literally when you have a bad feeling. So like you have like the sinking feeling in the pit of your stomach that something bad is happening or going on. And uh, that really has nothing to do with what this episode is about. Instead, they're using it to make a play on a boat and very strongly making a play on the love boat, which is a TV show from the, I want to say the mid to late 70s, somewhere in there. In fact, the song is Boat of Romance. Yes, which of course sounds a lot like Love Boat. The feel of the song was very much like the Love Boat theme. And then they even had, you know, like Phineas and Ferb and Isabella as as the stars, kind of like on the theme to the Love Boat. So that's enough reference to the Love Boat. <laughs> so... Let's talk about the formula. Okay. What about We formula? have a 10! Hey! Our second 10. That's right. The last time we had a 10 was back on episode 45, Comet Kermillion. And this time we have a 10 also. So, what we missed was nothing. That's right. Um, we got an extra jingle right at the end. After hours. We got- that was so depressing. Two lines okay. from Ferb. We got some slight variations. You know, Phineas didn't say, oh, there you are, Perry. He said, hey, there you are, Perry. I mean, that's close that enough. Counts. Totally close enough. And the what you doing part was... Phineas to Isabella, not Isabella to Phineas. Yes. Or Perry to Isabella, yes, not Isabella Perry. to Perry. That is correct. You could also say it that way. So that's that's great. Nice to see a perfect 10 on the formula. I had one like. thing to say. Oh, yeah. We were literally this close to only having a 9. At mm. the end, we were like, all we need is Cursey Perry to Platypus. And then at the end, he said Cursey Perry to Platypus. Yeah, he really, with a lot of feeling. When the lighthouse came crashing into his building. Also, people live in his building. So a bunch of people probably died. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, oh. <laughs> I have an observation to make about the lighthouse. That whole story about the lighthouse, how he said, first of all, we've never heard any reference to a lighthouse before. Now and, we have. And then he said that what was happening was all of these ships were being drawn to the lighthouse, like a moth is drawn to a flame. That is not how a lighthouse works. <laughs> the whole point of a lighthouse is not to bring ships to it. It's to say to ships, hey, there's land here. Stay away from it or you will crash. That was a lot. But logical. they just didn't care at the end. They were just like, we go on land. Room. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> I liked that when, when the rocket was, when he put the rocket on the lighthouse and it was flying back and forth and the ships were chasing it. Right? You heard that music that was playing? I recognize it. I mean, they have it. It's on that second. It's on the second Meep episode. Um, really? it's, I feel like it's supposed to be a play on. Uh, Yakety Sax. What?
So I feel like that's what that so- that music is supposed to be a play on is the the Phineas and Ferb version of Yakety Sax. Other observations. <laughs> okay. He's trying to read his own writing. Did you see what game Major Monogram and Carl Carl were playing? No. They were playing Rock Band or something like Rock Band. Really? I have never heard that game in my life. Have you ever heard of Guitar Hero? So Guitar Hero is this game where you have a guitar-shaped controller. It's for a video game. And Uh, and it's a rhythm game, not dissimilar from Dance Dance Revolution, except that you, you you press keys... On this guitar controller, and uh, I ever tell you about my guitar hero injury? So I, you know, when you're playing guitar hero, you gotta like move your your left hand, the fingers of your left hand on the the buttons a lot and really fast. After a while, my hand, my wrist would start cramping and it would start hurting. And then we were we were helping your <laughs> we were helping your grandma. It's the claw. We were helping yes <laughs> yes. We were helping your grandma because she had a, anyway, she needed something moved out of the base, her basement. And so I was. She, he grabbed the couch with the No, so it was, a, it was a washing machine and I was, and I was uh, like on the underneath part and it slipped a little bit and I went to like catch it and it, and it tweaked my wrist, but my wrist was already tweaked because of the guitar hero injury. So it broke. And even to this day, sometimes uh, if I got my, you know, my. My hand bent too much like this. Don't do that, then. It hurts. Why would you do that if it hurts? I'm just demonstrating. I said if, if I do it too much, <laughs> if I do it too much. What was the other notable boat or ship reference that they made in this this episode, Callie? What was the romantic Titanic. Movie? Yeah. I do it. So they were trying to recreate Titanic, except the other thing that they hadn't done was sink the ship. Except I don't think... Well, she is poor. I, I may be getting the story all wrong, but you know. It's okay. Should we go on to our top three, Callie? I've never watched Titanic. That's okay. It's PG-13. You shouldn't be watching it anyway. <laughs> so uh, your number three, we'll get to a little bit later on. We'll start with my number three, which is when Candace is saying that she wants to do something romantic with Jeremy. And then she says, you know, like Romeo and Juliet romantic, just without all the dying. <laughs> My number two is when Bauchi is explaining to Misty. Misty. Misty? That, that, no. Misty is now her name. So Misty, he's explaining to Misty if she wanted to come on the boat. And he, she said, sure. And then he kept explaining it. Because he was looking down because he was being shy. And he's like, oh, she's gone. Yeah, she'd walked away. Do do the voice of Baljeet. No. <laughs> Why not? Oh, she's gone. Like that? Is that pretty close? No. Oh, all right. So Sorry. my number two actually follows up on Callie's number one. So Callie, why don't you skip ahead to your number one? Baljeet came over to the guys. Why did I say the guys? Um, Phineas and Ferb and he said there's something different about Misty Yes, and he's like is she a werewolf yeah right oh did she turn into a werewolf or something and he said no she's a girl so that part was Callie's number one 
my my number two was Phineas's response. She was probably a girl the whole time. <laughs> now, meanwhile, Callie's number three plays into my number one. Uh, Misty and Baljeet's down at the table. An orchestra is playing by them. Very loud, right in their face. Yeah, just in their ear. And roses fall down like a bunch of roses. Oh, really a bunch. Like, because you chopped off the stem and dropped it, put it in a bucket. Because Phineas says, cue music. And that's when the orchestra starts playing. He goes, cue roses. And then the rose petals drop. And he says, cue pid. Pid? Cupid. Oh. Because he's dressed like Cupid. I thought he said pig. And then then Buford drops down, hanging there, dressed like Cupid. (laughs) Right. And so then that takes us to your number three. My number three says, hey, everybody, I'm wearing a diaper. And so I wrote that down. But the thing is, it keeps going. So after that scene is set, uh, they're eating their dinner. And Buford's just hanging there right in front of them, kind of slowly twisting back and forth. And then they say something about the music. You're like, oh, you want music? And then he suddenly falls to the ground and uh, smashes the table. Again, oh. returning to my to my uh, favorite conceit of sudden falls and stops. Well, that's about it for this episode, Callie. What should someone do if they want to send in? We, can have, we should have a contest. We've had two episodes that have had the formulas out of 10. How many tens will there be before the end of the Phineas and Ferb series? Send in your guess. Ten. And whoever is closest will will win our respect and nothing else. Because we don't have a budget for this show. We don't we can't afford to send out gifts and whatnot. But, but. is there a greater gift than our respect? No, no, there's not. How will they, they submit that entry, though, Callie? Email us at kellyandherdad at gmail.com if you have any side effects. <laughs> I'm trying to be like that. I think you've done that before. I know. Ferb's line it was actually two, or like a two-part line. It was right toward the very beginning after they built their ship. We didn't really ever find out why they were building the ship, though. They were like... Yes, we were. What? They wanted a big bottle to put the boat in the bottle. Oh, that's what he said about the bottle. I was imagining that, you know, like when they christen a ship, they take a bottle and they they break it over the bow to christen it. No? So, that's what I thought. I didn't get that. Your thing makes much more sense. So, uh, they finished the boat. It's a boat in a bottle. Yes. That makes complete sense. (laughs) They... They were standing there, and Phineas said something about Yar. Mm-hmm. Then we had this little woody repartee between the two. She's ship-shaped in Bristol fashion. What does that mean? What does Yar mean? What does Yar mean? Like Tasha Yar from Star Trek The Next Generation? Yar, 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 Yar. This is the Battle of Bad Beard. You say yar, Battle yar. of Bad Beard, but it's not Battle of Bad Beard. It's a ballad. Ballad of Bad Beard. I said ballad. Okay. I actually said bad watch. When did you believe I said bad watch? Oh, okay. You got me. <laughs>